What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on this episode, we got two games to break down. The Bulls get a win over the Pacers on Friday and then suffer a tough loss to Embiid in the Sixers Sunday afternoon. That's all next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave Watson at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Check the hoodie right there in case you forgot. Today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Mm-hmm. All right, Big Dave, uh, lots to get to today. First and foremost, most importantly, how was your weekend, sir? Weekend was great. Weekend was good. Uh, launching the new ball hoodies. They'll be on sale Monday for everybody out there watching this live. They will be on sale Monday. They come in black. They come in white. And then we'll have some other wonderful things that we'll be doing. <laughs> but yes, Monday, you can get you one. Go get you one, support, show you love. And yes had a good weekend and that is definitely one of the reasons why good to hear if you Mm -hmm. aren't if you aren't already on your laptop with your finger over the buy hoodie button right when they're on sale i don't know what's the matter with you um all right so dave um obviously uh a tough loss to uh the 76ers but first let's talk about this game against the pacers obviously the pacers Mm -hmm. like the bulls a shorthanded team as of late Uh, we actually just earlier Sunday saw them make maybe the first of multiple trades, sending Karis Levert to the Cavs. Watch out, Cleveland. Um, but, you know, t- two big things for me in that game. One, how about 36 and 17 for Mr. Vucevic? How about mm. that? How about mm. that? Mm. <laughs> how about that? Mm. And then mm. we'll also, we got to touch on Io. But let's start with Vooch. Can, sure. can we, can we, Dave, please tell the people about Vooch and the game he had against the Pacers. You know what? I just want to say that because I didn't want to come on here like I felt after that game because I think it's a good thing that we didn't do a show after that game because I was really, truly ready to let a ton of people just plain old-fashioned have it about that man, Nikola Vucevic. But I got it on my system. I I went on Bulls Gold today. I got some of that out of me, so checked out uh, the Bulls Gold podcast where I got Salim and Ed. Yeah, so check that out. But Guys, you just got to be patient on this man. You had to take your time with Nikola Vucevic. It's a two-time All-Star. You've seen what he has done his entire career. Like I continue to say, he's not in a decline. He was simply in a slump. A decline would mean he couldn't do the things that he used to do. He was still able to do those things. He was just missing those shots. Now, it all turned, I think, after that Orlando game. Once that Orlando game happened, it kind of turned for him because it probably crossed his head like, oh, snap, I played like trash at home. This is mm-hmm. where I, you know, what got my start. You know, all my people are here. And I played in front of them like poo-poo. I can't have it like this. And then after that game, everything kind of changed for him. And But 
even if you want to go back further than that, because I thought just starting the month, he he started uh, playing well. He started doing a much better job uh, being what we thought he was going to be. I talked right. about it from that Boston game uh, that we lost when he had, I believe, what, uh, 26 and 16 or 24 and 14 and 6. I think that was his numbers. He played a great game. It just needed to be – you wanted it to be consistent. He had to figure out where he fit in within this offense. He's not used to being a third option. So now him being basically the second guy they go to because Zach is out, he started figuring things out. He said, oh, yeah, if my jumper's not working, yes, I'm seven feet tall and, and a kajillion pounds and people have a hard time going up against me. So I'm going to go ahead and use that, use that size. The other thing that helped, how about Io? Io in the point guard play. Io penetrating and giving him easy buckets to get him started and get his confidence going. Then he started rolling to the rim more. Then you started seeing a bunch of the up and unders. Then you started seeing that jump shot working. Then he said, uh-oh, I can step back and take this three. Oh, wait a minute. I am this damn good. Yeah, you are. You're Nikola Vucevic. I don't want to hear people talking about, oh, David did it against the Pacers. Okay, it wasn't enough guys out there. It's the Pacers. Well, really, go check Tony Bradley's stats then. He must have dropped 30 and 10 then too, right? Tony Bradley must have had a career night against them as well. Oh, no, because Tony Bradley ain't that dude. Yeah, no, zero. That's what happened, all right? Nikola Vucevic is a true star in this league. You have to have the respect for him. Let your respect and love be as loud as your hate. That's all I'm saying, guys. If you're going to criticize him, show him the love when he does it correctly. And he's been doing it correctly, Matt, this whole entire month of January, all the way into February. You know, like, obviously, Billy Donovan and the Bulls were looking to get Vooch going early and often against, as you mentioned, a very small Pacers lineup. I mean, that yeah. is maybe one of the smallest lineups I've seen. tiny. Mm-hmm. ever and <laughs> Gooch 16 of 21 and 15 of 19 inside the three-point line yes. um you know that that's what we've talked about you know we we know that Vooch is going through an up and down year as far as his shooting touch and he's had these shooting slumps you know knock on wood he seems to be working his way out of one right now and he's been shooting the ball better recently and mm-hmm. occasionally he can knock down a big three for you but I don't need Vooch shooting seven or eight threes a game. I don't. One of no, two behind the three-point line, especially on a night when you're playing a Pacers team that small, mm-hmm. it's simple. You know, like, that that's what Stacey always says when they give the it's ball to Vooch. It's a simple game, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so credit to Vooch for having that monster outing. The Bulls also got 31 from DeMar in that game. But the play of the game, Dave. Mm-hmm. Everybody in that building probably thought, all right, well, this is DeMar time. DeMar buzzer beater mm-hmm. against the Pacers back on New Year's Eve. We remember that. Mm-hmm. And DeMar was cooking. And so Pacers clearly are like, all right, well, don't let DeMar beat us. So what does Billy Donovan do after a night when his rookie, Io, had a couple of unfortunate errors and turnovers, costly turnovers in a game that they end up losing to Toronto? He goes right back to Io and says, hey, man, they're going to be keying on DeMar. Mm-hmm. Try and turn the corner. If Vooch is there for a dump-off pass, great, but just try to turn the corner. And he, he turned the corner and then some big, Dave. That might be – there are so many, but that might be my favorite play of the season right now. Holy <laughs> crap. Ayo, get you some. Dude, it was beautiful, Matt. Wasn't it, wasn't it just wonderful? And the best part about it for me was the play was called for him. You know what I'm saying? Like how much how much 
I guess, uh, uh, faith, you know, is Billy Donovan showing in mm-hmm. Io right now. You know what I mean? Like, this is a rookie. And not only that, man, he also had a career high in assists. He had 14 assists also that game. That dude balled out. He did that as well. But how much faith and he's just comfortable with Io being out there running that point to the point he's like, yeah, well, fake it to him and then go run to the rim. How about you do that? That sound good? All right, go ahead. Executed it perfectly. There was no hesitation. There was nothing. He looked, he went, he faked it. They gave him the lane and he went all the way down and yammed it on everybody. And then when he comes back down the floor, they make a defensive stop. And he did something I haven't seen him do all season long, Matt. Let out a primal scream after he did that. I have not seen him do that all season long. He's usually composed and cool. But if it was any time to let that out, uh, your chest, it was that time right there, man. So it was good to see that. I felt so happy for him, man. Like, it's, he's just such a luxury to have right now. And his growth and mm-hmm. the things he's continuing doing on the court just makes you happy for the Chicago Bulls going forward. Really does. You know, it was great to hear about the exchange that he and Billy Donovan had. I think it was, you know, morning shoot around um, before this game against Indy where, you know, Billy pulled him inside and, you know, uh, Io was kind of worried, you know, getting getting chewed out at the principal's office kind of thing, I think is the, you know, example <laughs> he gave. And then and all it was was Billy just walking him through a couple of those plays that went wrong uh, late in that game against the Raptors saying, OK, mm-hmm. do we understand what happened here? Do we understand what happened here? All right. Mm-hmm go have a heck of a game tonight. I mean, that's just the latest example of the ways in which Billy Donovan, to his credit, is not just a player's coach, a term that gets thrown around a lot, but a guy who can take a learning opportunity like that Raptors game and those IO turnovers and turn Mm -hmm. it into a positive to still put his confidence in that young man to be like, hey, man, you know, DeMar's going to be our our points getter, especially while while Zach is out, our lead points getter. And and we, we got Vooch out there, but you're running things. Like hmm. he's he's given Io the keys essentially to the Bulls' car right now, and it's yes. awesome for Io, and, and and I'm glad that Billy is doing that. Um, yeah. All right, we also unfortunately have to talk about this loss to the Sixers. That was a tough one. Credit to hmm. the Bulls for fighting, though. Uh, we'll we'll talk about all of that. But first, Big Dave, tell the people yeah. about the delicious, delicious Built Bars. Uh, you know what? After yelling at Bulls fans about my man Vooch and how awesome he is, I get a little hungry. You know, get, get a little verklempt. You know what I'm saying? I just want, want some sustenance put inside of me. And the only way I know how to do that, y'all, is to get me a built bar. Now, why would I get a built bar? Why, Dave, would you go to the built bars instead? Why wouldn't you go get yourself a Snickers or something like that? And I'll tell you why. Because, one, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. All right? But the most important thing, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. And the final thing, y'all, all the flavors that I can think of, they will hand them to you. They got some incredible flavors. You want the churro? They got it for you. Coconut marshmallow? They got it for you. Banana cream pie? They got it for you. And they do one every single month. Matthew Peck, please tell them what the flavor of the month is. Please? White chocolate cookies and cream. How you don't want that? Get you some of that. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get yourself 15% off your order. That's LOCK15 for 15% off your order at built.com. Built Bar. They wear ball hoodies too. 
All right. Uh, 119-108, the final. The Bulls lose to the Sixers. And um, I know we just talked about the strong game he had against the Pacers, but here is here is my turn to tell the Vooch haters to shut up. If I see one more tweet after the, oh, Vooch can't guard and beat. What are we going to do? God. You know who else can't guard and beat? The entire NBA. Have Everybody. you seen that man's numbers? <laughs> Have you seen what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. He dropped yeah. 40, what, 41, 40 tonight? Yeah, cool. Yeah, 40. You, you want to blame all of that on Booch? Okay, mm -hmm. be my <laughs> guest. You're wrong, but go ahead. I have had it. Tamar had a monster game himself with 45. You know why we lost this game? It wasn't because Booch can't guard Embiid. It's because the Sixers role players chipped in and the Bulls didn't. It's Man. because the Sixers beat the Bulls behind the three-point line. Yeah. That's what Billy Donovan talked about after the game. <laughs> Billy Donovan talked about a weakness at the point of attack defensively after the game and the three-point line. And mm. go back and look. That's where mm. the game was won for Philly and lost for the Bulls. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know why people would even mention Vooch on this one, personally. The one thing I wanted to see from Vooch, and, and my man uh, C-Dub talked about this as well, he didn't want to see uh, Vooch get rolled and not respond. He didn't want to see Embiid come out there like he did in those in that in that previous game. How Embiid just basically took his heart and and nothing. You know there was no response from Vooch at all. You wanted to see some fight in Vooch. You wanted to see him competing that because he is a really 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 good NBA center. And you saw that put up twenty three points, seven rebounds, five assists. That's a pretty good damn game. All right, <laughs> like the shooting wise was tough. Eight to eighteen is tough, and two of seven from the three point line. Like we said. We don't want to see him taking them amount of threes. And right. that's the only issue I had it was in the fourth quarter. He took more threes, uh, more so than he was going inside, trying to get those fouls on Embiid. Because that's mm -hmm. also helped, Matt. Getting those three early fouls on Embiid kind of helped because they had to go with Drummond in, mm -hmm. uh, instead. And he is not he's not in Joel Embiid. That's no disrespect to, to Drummond. Also, I think Drummond, I think Drummond might be dead now, but we can talk about that <laughs> in a second. <laughs> but, man, dude, like – I thought Vooch played well. I just wanted to see him respond. I, I use the, the comparison of when Michael Jordan used to play the Cleveland Cavaliers when they had Ron Harper. When when Mike would have 40, Ron Harper would have 34. Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if MB is going to do that, I need to see the counter. You know what I'm saying? And I liked his counter. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, he put me in 23. All right. Seven. All right. Five. Okay. And he did it with five fouls. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, was like, he got okay. his, I think he got his fourth with like seven minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, and Billy Donovan still stuck with him till about what two minutes left in the in the third. You know what I'm saying? Which I thought was was really big. I thought those were some really big minutes because they got close. But it felt like Sixers had them like at arm's length, even though they got to four uh, a right. couple of times. It still felt like wait, that way. But yeah, man, MB is a monster. Like I'm not mad, you know, saying that you couldn't defeat the monster. Like, right. You ain't been able to. He's 10 and 0 against the Bulls, man. This is the thing now. So, but yeah, man, I, I like the way Vooch played. But yeah, Matt, that three-point shooting, uh, that definitely for me was the key to why they lost this game. They could not do it, get it done from behind the arc. Outscored the Bulls by 15 behind the three-point line. Mm -hmm. Bulls lost mm -hmm. by That's 11. Your there, there's That's your ball game. game. There's your ball game. Mm -hmm. Um, my God, I mean, DeMar 45 and 41 minutes, and oh boy, I hope he gets himself a nice night's sleep tonight because you got Phoenix on deck tomorrow. But for real. And beats 40 came in 32 minutes. Dude put up 40 points in 32 minutes. 
And look, I think the other key to this game that was frustrating to watch is that when Embiid does get these long breaks in the course of, you know, a Doc Rivers rotation mm -hmm. and Embiid is off the floor, the Bulls were not capitalizing on those minutes and those stretches where Embiid was not on the floor. You should, if you are the Bulls, say those are minutes we have to win. Yeah. And credit to the Bulls that after the Sixers made that run in the fourth quarter and stretched that lead out to, what, I think 17 at one point, yeah. Yeah. when Embiid checked in and Embiid was like, give me the damn ball, bucket, bucket, bucket. You're like, all right, well, this is over. No, the Bulls fought back, and to their credit, but they were in a position of needing to fight back like that because I thought they didn't really capitalize on those significant minutes where Embiid's not on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, and that's something Doc's been doing all season long. That just wasn't something he did against the Bulls. He's been doing that all season long. He'll give Embiid these nice long periods of breaks uh, to let, you know, let him get in and do his thing like that because he's shown you that in the fourth quarter, having that dude <laughs> rested and ready to go is vicious. Man, man, did you see the way he was scoring? I mean, he scored in so many ways. Like, you wanted the jump shot? Cool. You wanted the fadeaway? Cool. You want him to take it the length of the floor all the way to the bucket? Cool. You want the three-pointer? Cool. You want him getting the line? Cool. The, the weaknesses are, are, are not on display. Like, however do you want it, he got it to you. Dunking, layups, hook shots. He has such an array, and his footwork is insane. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible to watch him play. So, anybody having things to say about what Vooch is doing against him. Who you want to throw out there on him? That's all I want to ask you. Who you want to throw out there on him? You throw your best defender out there on him, man. He's still going to give him that work. That's what he does, man. But, yeah, Matt, for me, it was it was just that three-point shooting for me, Matt, and the lack thereof of it. And this was the first time for me, and I know it has before, but this was just the first time for me it, it was so glaring. And I'm not saying it hasn't been for other, pe other people at other games because I'm sure it has been. But for, for me, Mm -hmm. It was just more glaring in this one. Maybe it was because, you know, Kobe White wasn't out there and Zach wasn't out there. You know, I didn't I didn't really have my shooters out there. Of course, Lonzo and Caruso are. I was going to say, not well. to mention Lonzo and Caruso. Right, right. Of course, they're not out there either. But just knowing that all, who I'm looking at, I'm like, okay, I got Maddie Legend out there. I got Io out there. And I got Javante Green out there. Like, that's who, that's who <laughs> I'm looking at for, to get my three-point shots from. And then I got to let DeMar take two. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't do that. So, yeah, it's tough, man. I, I mean, yeah, like you said, we, we don't like seeing those sevens in three-point attempts in, in Vooch's box score. Um, but you, you need some kind of three-point shooting from somewhere. And, look, we had, we've talked about how the Bulls this season were the NBA's best or always near the top of the NBA in three-point percentage, but right. all the way down at last in the league in volume of three-point attempts oh, right. and Correct. saying it's a winning formula because they're winning more than they're losing. And they yeah. get the three-point shots from the guys they need when they need them. But right now, a lot of those three-point shooters, and especially, like you mentioned, not just the guys who have been out for a while, but no Zach and no Kobe in this game, where are you getting your shooting from? Mm-hmm. We we need we need to stop with the, with the Maddie Legend nickname. I can't I can't. No, do we it. will not stop it. with the Maddie Legend nickname. He played thirty four minutes and he scored five points. He was two of ten, one of seven from behind the three point line. And look, Billy did it in a supportive way in his post game yeah. interview. But he said, he said, you know, like Matt, you know, Matt had some good looks that that we feel confident in him taking, you know, today yeah. that that he would knock down. Whew. 
Just they knock them down. Legends fall sometimes, Matt. This is how they become legends. Also, Matt they Thomas almost hurt Io, and I was going to be <laughs> so ready to kick him off my team. I oh can't defend God. that. I can't defend that. The only oh, thing I can tell you is he- my heart fell out of my butt when that happened. I was like, not another one. The, the only thing I can tell you is he tried to take out Embiid at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so he tried to give you one-on-one off. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, if I thought that too. I was like, if he's taking out Io, I can't defend you no more, Matt, bro. You take out Io. It's nothing I can do, bro. You're on your own on that one, man. But Io's tough. You know what I mean? He got up, man. But, yeah, no, Matt had a – he had a terrible game shooting, man. That one for seven was tough. He hits a couple of those threes and changes things. But for me, Matt, it was Troy Brown Jr. Because I don't even think he would have got those 30 minutes if Troy Brown Jr. was actually out there looking like an NBA player. Troy, Troy started and played 22. Yeah, bro. Like, he, he he just ain't have it. Like, it's really that simple. He did not have it. And, and I want him to because he makes so, things so much simpler when he can hit those baseline threes. It's so right. much simpler for him to hit those shots, man. And when he's not hitting those, it's just like he disappears. And it's so strange because I know he's a solid two-way player. I know it. I've seen him be a solid two-way player. I've seen him play solid defense, start to break with his, you know, length and, and getting the steal. And I've seen him be a knockdown shooter, you know what I'm saying, from the corner. Like, I've seen those things happen. It just hasn't clicked yet in the past few games, especially. It just really ain't clicked for him, man. And Man, I don't know, man. But he's if he's not playing well, that's what gets uh, Matt Thomas in there playing 30 minutes is Troy mm-hmm. Brown Jr. not playing well. He plays well, you you let Maddie Mad- Legend have a seat. That's really yeah. that simple. I mean, you know, I know it's it's something between reports and rumors right now that the Bulls might be throwing Troy Brown Jr. and a second-round pick to, to to bring in a piece. And and maybe, you know, that, that package was specifically mentioning Dennis Schroeder. Um We'll talk a little bit more about this impending deadline uh, in just a minute. But, you know, if you can get something for Troy Brown Jr., if you can get a better player for Troy Brown Jr., bye. Um, All right. right. Uh, But before we get into a little bit more of the big picture stuff between now and that trade deadline Thursday, Big Dave, you know what it's time for. It's time for Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, it is. We're less than a week away. It is Super Bowl week. And you know what that means? You got to be going to bet online, folks. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football mm-hmm. continues its march to the big game. Mm-hmm. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Get mm. your Super Bowl bets in, people. All right. Oh, baby. All right. Before we talk about this trade deadline stuff, last thought on this loss to the Sixers. Um, Io caught another body. He almost did it to Embiid. He almost did it to Embiid. He took care of Drummond, and oh my God. Fearless. <laughs> This young man is fearless. Yeah, man. it's It was so dope to watch. And he, you're right. I like that he just went and tried to do it twice. <laughs> like, y'all going to keep letting me do this? Well, guess what? It's going to happen again. And Embiid is the only one who says, wait a minute, I'm an MVP candidate. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on for a second now. Like, let's let's slow down a little bit. But I, yeah, I just love that about him, Matt, is the fearlessness and the confidence mm-hmm. is, is what's important. And that's what's really, really key. He is confident in his game. And what he's trying to do out there. And 
just like any great player, if something is working, you go back to it. You know, you you try it again. And he it tried to work the second time. He's like, well, how about I try the third? And it just barely didn't work. So that means you're going to see it again. That's <laughs> what that means. You're going to continue to see him go up and try to dunk that. I love the fact that he's showing that he's learning from mistakes. Because you remember, Matt, we, we talked about that on the show when he would get breakaways and go up for layups and they would get swatted. And we were like, yeah, bro, you got to learn to put that down. Like, forget them layups, man. Go ahead and dunk that. He said, I heard you. Now check this one out. Let me do it this way. And he goes in and he tries to dunk it, man. And that way he'll he'll also start, I think, getting getting some foul calls. Because he took a hit, too, from Drummond right. uh, when he went in for that dunk. He took a hit. But I think he'll start getting some calls if he continues to play that way. Uh, a little, I want to be a little more under control because I don't want him reckless because I don't want nothing happening. You know what I'm saying? To right. him like that. But but Sometimes yeah, man. When you see crazy. your boy Ja take off, you're like, oh dear God. I, oh, man, right. I, I hope he comes down in one piece, You know. Right, right, right. You worry about it sometimes when you see those guys, you know, especially the little ones, especially the point guards, you know. You see them go up like that. You worry about the landing and you know them taking a hit uh in the air. And Io is he's tough, and just like Ja, you mentioned they're tough guys, you know what I'm saying? But you still want them to be a little safer uh when they're doing those things. But it looked amazing. It was great. I hope to see it again. I really do. Hope to see more. it again. I need mm-hmm. more Javon, uh, uh, Javante posers, too. Also, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. just, just, just have an Io Javante dunk contest. Come on. I, that would be better <sighs> than all of the participants that I saw revealed. Um, all right. So, look, obviously, the trade deadline is Thursday. It is looming mm-hmm. with every Bulls loss. Bulls fans are freaking out and insisting that they know <laughs> the right answer of what this team and this front office needs to do. I'm sitting here Sunday afternoon, Dave, and I'm thinking we just saw the Cavs make a pretty big move. Adding Levert to Garland, Mm -hmm. that is going to be a potent backcourt. That Cavs team is clearly making moves for right now. Yes. It begs the question, what do AK and Eversley have up their sleeves and and what will be the move? We talked about the Dennis Schroeder rumor uh, at the end of last week. I also saw over the weekend that maybe there's potentially something going on with Jakob Pertl, the big man over uh, yeah. with the Spurs. Yeah. Um, eh, I mean, th- this obsession that Bulls fans have with we need size, we need size, we need to go out there and get a big man. Well, I don't know if there is some miracle trade and miracle player in said trade coming between now and Thursday. I am preparing for that not to happen. You know, DeMar DeRozan said after this loss to Philly, like, look, what what we're excited about is getting Lonzo back and getting Caruso back and maybe yeah. latest update even Patrick Williams back. <laughs> now look, P Dub, I I don't think it would also be fair of Bulls fans to have these sky high expectations for Patrick Williams to come in and 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 just like save this team. He's a twenty year old second year mm-hmm. player who hasn't played since the first four games back in October. He's coming off an injury. He'll be rusty. So if you know if if you don't want to put too much pressure on Patrick Williams coming back, but you're also looking for some savior of a trade, mm-hmm. I I just I don't see much out there other than the buyout market, Dave. I mean, maybe AK and Eversley will surprise us, but yeah. I, I I am I am looking at Bulls fans right now who are just like, oh oh, they'll make a move, they'll make some they'll make some big move between now and Thursday. Uh-huh. I'm. I'm saying, man, you know, y'all better get get ready for disappointment. Like, 
Oh man, you know what? Let me let me talk to both sides of, of this argument here. Let me talk to both sides of this. First, let me uh speak to you because I kind of agree with you. Um, I think they're gonna more so be looking at the buyout side of things than they are the actual trade. And because I just think it makes more financial sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really for the guy that they want. You do mention size, but yeah, it's the size. That's the thing, you know, getting a big man who can play, you know, most who can defend multiple positions, get rebounds, maybe score a little bit and bring some veteran leadership to the team. Yeah, you need that. You usually get that in a buyout. You usually don't get that in a in a trade. You usually can get that uh in a buyout. And I don't know what the Bulls uh value is for some of the players they might be wanting to trade. You know what I'm saying? So it might be a little difficult to get a higher end guy or things like that. So I see that side. Here's the other side of what what I see, Matt. Every single time I've seen Mark Eversley and, and uh, Arturis go after somebody, they've gotten them. Every time. The only player I've heard them go after that had some validity to it was Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. And that put Jeremy Grant back kind of back in my brain because I was like, but hmm, but every time they go after somebody, they end up with that person. Whether it's, and, and it doesn't matter how improbable it is. You ain't getting Billy Donovan. He's like, he's retiring. Eh, well, <laughs> he's on the sideline. DeMar DeRozan, get out of here. Eh, well, you know, there he is. Oh, Caruso, he's not even on the radar. Well, you know, he's in the Bulls uniform now. Like, every single person I've seen them set their sights on to get, they have gotten them. That's just how it's been. The only one that hasn't happened for was Paul Millsap. Right. And he still might end up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's still a possibility. So that's the other side Uh of that, that they could end up making that trade. in Vooch, of course, Vooch, I don't want to forget the trade they made for him. Nobody saw that coming. But I don't want to poo-poo on either side because I, I see I see both sides of this, this argument here, man. But I'm more lean towards you and the buyout because it just makes more logical basketball sense in my head, financially too, to actually right. do it that way than to make a trade without Patrick Williams uh, being in it, and if they're showing that they still want to hold on to a guy like Kobe White, right? You know, like I think Bulls fans need to figure out what exactly the framework is of what kind of trade they want them to see and where that player would fit. I mean, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm not even talking to the people who are like, "Yeah, trade Vooch, get a bigger, get a bit better big, trade Vooch, get rid." Of... No, I'm not even talking to those people. Those people aren't even living on planet Earth right now. <laughs> I'm talking about the people who, more realistically and more reasonably, are talking about front court depth somebody better than tony bradley right like that's i think what we're talking about somebody who can give this team a little bit of rebounding a little bit of interior defensive protection and if a player like that is on the trade market what is the asking price for that player are the bulls willing to get you just saw what the pacers got for karis levert and, you know, Karis LeVert's a good player, but he's also kind of a streaky hit or miss player. A first-round pick and two second-round picks are the Bulls, who, again, still owe one more to Orlando, still yeah. owe one to San Antonio. You got the Portland, you know, pick uh, that mm-hmm. that certainly now is lottery protected based on the way the Blazers are trending. Um, <laughs> are, are you giving up multiple assets? Throw Kobe White in there whatever, for, for a bench big? Because that's what it is. That's it's a bench big is what you're talking about. Because guess what? When this team, knock on wood, has its pieces back, you know who their five are? 
Lonzo, Zach, DeMar, Caruso, and Booch. And then maybe you get P-Dub back, and P-Dub's your starting power forward. So your starters are Lonzo, Zach, DeMar, P-Dub, Booch. You're closing with Lonzo, Zach, Caruso, DeMar, Booch. So who is this player that the Bulls are going to get and give up serious capital for to to what? To sit on the bench as as games wind down? Mm. As as playoff games wind down? I just I don't understand that element of this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um that's an interesting point because I I didn't even think of it that way that you put it like that. Because I'm immediately thinking of guys like Montrez Harrell, uh, sure. when you say that. And I'm like, yeah, in the fourth quarter when it's like, yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> like Montrez will be on the bench. And you'll be going with the five that you're comfortable with uh out there. And Billy Donovan has shown him more than one occasion. He's more comfortable with those four guard lineups uh than he is with just running traditional positional uh players. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can I think you're right in, in that sense, Matt. But like I said, I if they have their sights set on a guy like Jeremy Grant or Montrez Harrell or whoever, I'm not betting against them getting those players, even if they don't have to give up Patrick Williams. I'm not betting against them making that move because only because they have shown me to the contrary the entire time uh, that they've been here, you know, running the Chicago Bulls organization. Whoever they've wanted, they have said, that's who we want. They have went and gotten them by any means necessary. They went and got that player, no matter who they had to give up, fan favorites, draft picks, money, whatever they had to do, they did it to ensure that they got the player or the coach or whatever person that they wanted for this team. So as the deadline approaches, I still hold on a little bit to that uh, aspect of it when it comes to guys like Jeremy Grant and, and people like that. But but the logic side of me is, is riding with you uh, when I'm saying like, yeah, buyout. It's just got the mid-level exception you know it just sounds like that's what you'll do you know you'll get the buyout and and then we'll move forward and and, you know get a goon and a jersey and we'll be fine like that's just kind of where my mind is with it we'll see counting down the days we are getting close thursday afternoon it's gonna be here before we know it and gee isn't it fun that we have the next few days to look forward to bulls twitter losing its freaking mind anytime anytime Woj sneezes on twitter man I mean, it's gonna be nuts, Matt. Matt is gonna be nuts. <laughs> he, he, he announced a trade between the Pacers and Cavs while the Bulls were playing, and Bulls Twitter freaking exploded. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls Twitter exploded. <laughs> oh my God, what does that mean? Oh, oh, Garris Levert's going to Cleveland. What does that mean? What does that mean for the Bulls? They have to do a bigger move than that, right? They got to make a better move than that, right? Deep breaths, everybody, and I'll try try to follow my own advice in that regard as well. There you go. Deep <laughs> breaths. Whatever happens between now and Thursday, we're all gonna be here on Friday. It's game gonna, by game, guys. And life goes on. Game by game. Uh, game by woo. game. All right. Speaking game of by game, game by game, we got to get out of here uh, and and get some Z's so that we can wake up tomorrow and then watch Bulls Suns. Mm. No word yet. After the game, Billy Donovan said, "Don't know about Zach. Don't know about Kobe." For this Bulls yeah. Suns second night of a back-to-back, man, they need them. They need them. Jamar just played forty-one minutes. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's gonna be tough, man. 
Game by game, though. That's all we can do. Game by game. Game by game. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck, at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports, at Locked On Bulls. And that text voicemail lines there for you, our fellow Bulls fans, 331-979-1369. Yeah. Great ideas between now and Thursday. Just Send them. Digital therapy. Come Send on. them our way. Um, do us a favor. Also, hit that like button if you enjoyed today's episode on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you aren't already. Uh, and that's it. Until next time, that's Big Dave. I'm Matt. See Red be good.